0: All right, Hunter, I got a little bit of mailbag for us. So if hey, everyone, if you didn't notice uh, last week, we had a bonus episode in the feed, which was Hunter and I going to Dave and Buster's, which apparently first off, there are people not aware of Dave and Buster's that thought we were saying Dave and Buster. Like D-A-V-E-N, Davin Buster. Dave and, and they were like trying Buster. to figure out what video game Davin Buster was. Like, we're going to play Davin Buster. And everyone was <laughs> like, what's Davin Buster? I'll have to figure. Is this some crazy Dreamcast game? I don't know. Davin Buster. Anyways, also someone was playing a drinking game every time we played Davin Busters. And now Frodo has liver failure. Anyways, here's our question. Here's our question for Mister from Mr. E. Hunter, what's the difference between touching a Dave and Buster's Guitar Hero guitar and Mm -hmm. touching any of the other controllers at the Dave and Buster's
1: uh here's the difference uh the feeling (laughs) of touching them okay so I get where you're going with this. You try. You're trying to stump me here. You're trying to say actually it's all disgusting. Uh-huh. No, it's different. no, it isn't. Listen, you hold a guitar. You mm-hmm. cradle it next to your flesh. It gets straight up on your body. And then you wrap your entire hand around one end of it and slide it around. Little, move a lot, and like. you slide it around and you press fast and furiously. And the when with your other hand you kind of clench yeah. the plastic, yeah, and you just go up and down, up and down, up you and down. You armpit it's so, sweat on
0: the bottom half yeah. of the guitar, like it's yeah. Yo, yo, it's a full body this would experience. Be like, <laughs> in order for the rest of the Dave and Buster's stuff. To be
1: as bad as the Guitar Hill thing, it would have to be like you lay your entire body
0: uh-huh. on the one button. Right. For all the one Take button. Take your games. shirt off and put on this vest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> press it with your chest. Like just, just like chest pressed, press the, the one button experience games Ugh. that they have there.
0: Smack it with your forehead. Yeah, you know. I hope we have quashed any doubt that Guitar Hero did in fact deserve to be last place on the Dave and yeah. Busters ranking.
1: Yeah, it was disgusting. Okay, and you and you know what? If you got if if, if you want to contradict us, how about you drive down to the Rogers Dave <gasps> and Busters to the Pinnacle Hills Mall? Okay, how about you go there and touch the Guitar Hero guitar if you love it so much? Let's go.
0: Howdy and welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac, it's the definitive ranking of every video game every week at a time, I'm Matt Martins and I'm here with Hunter Donaldson. I'm Hunter Donaldson. Uh, I'm out of coffee. Oh, no. He's out of coffee. Well, guess what, Hunter? I've got a way to get you amped up because this week we're talking about To the Moon, filled with high octane neurodevelopmental (laughs) disorders, brain blistering, lifelong regrets, and epic repressed childhood trauma. You'll cry, you'll weep, and you won't know exactly how to talk about this to anyone around you. That's right. It's the big premiere edition of Old Game. Gamers Almanac talking about serious video games. Yo,
1: you gotta play to the moon. You're gonna be blasting fools with how emotionally connected you get to these characters. People will die in the game. Oh man, the game man.
0: is about loss, bro. And
1: you were gonna Dude. lose. Yo, did
0: you did you guys get the high score on on losing your loved ones in To the Moon?
1: Yeah did you Did you achieve self-reflection? <laughs> I got the self-reflection achievement from to the moon. Also, it's a shame that we're covering this game in a world after the Wall Street bets thing has happened. Oh, yeah. And to the moon has its own. Has taken on its own life um, outside <laughs> right. of, you know, and I bet the game developers also feel bad about that. That yeah. kind of sucks, yeah, you know. Their
0: hashtag has been ruined. Um, yeah,
1: they, we've ruined <laughs> any chance of this game getting promoted, which is why we're doing it. So don't worry. Today we are not talking about uh, where you should put your money, Yeah. okay? obviously it should have been in crypto Uh so that now your money would be gone and you would have none of it we all must live a moneyless existence (laughs) this is the lesson of crypto it was like put all your money in crypto so that it will go away evaporate and then you won't have it
0: anymore and that's good if you're trying to just get rid of money can i suggest the old gamers almanac patreon which is where we had this submitted No, uh for just for that joke, Matt, detract some. Someone uh unsubbed from, from Patreon. I will, I will delete d- five patrons patrons. Matt should not
1: be financially uh, you know rewarded. Yeah, rewarded for that joke. So instead we need to de incentivize. Yes. So everyone abandon the Patreon now.
0: Okay. Uh while you're at it though, let's talk about dead bob who uh, contributed this entry on our every wheel this is our second every wheel game uh, a yeah. game hunter and i probably would not have even looked for had it not been suggested to us however that being said it's hilarious this game was obviously like given away in a humble bundle back in the early days of humble bundle back when yep. i was jumping all over humble bundles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I just had it like it was just sitting around. I've had I've owned to the moon probably since like 2013 or something ridiculous. I don't even know. So it's like been on my list of things I should have played and just never got around to. Uh, I would like to first introduce this game with Dead Bob's introduction to it. And then Hunter and I can talk more about the game. But this is why Dead Bob wanted us to play it. To the Moon earned my selection for the Everywheel due to its game length, soundtrack, and the emotional experience of playing through the story. Being a fellow dad, I'm fully aware of the dadlands, and decided Matt could use a potential for a break in game length. Additionally, I wanted to give Matt and Hunter a game with a beautiful soundtrack to enjoy. I also hoped that To the Moon would start a conversation on the podcast about the ability of video games to be a vehicle for exploring unconventional topics and impactful storytelling. The most important reason, though, is that playing To The Moon was one of the most emotional experiences I have encountered in a video game. Despite its gameplay flaws, To The Moon's story allowed me to contemplate what is important in my life, the value of building healthy relationships, and not to miss the little moments in life's journey due to focus on the destination. Even after originally playing this game years ago, the emotional impact still resonates with me when I reflect on Johnny's and River's attempts to get back to the moon. I hope that picking to the moon for the Everywheel means that more people will get to experience their journey.
1: Well, hey, guess what, Dead Bob? Mission success. Yeah. Two people. We've both <laughs> played it, and we we because of its length, especially we both had it whole hog. Yes. We have in we have put this
0: game inside us (laughs) (laughs) uh and so let's talk about what to the moon is it is a very uh, small indie game it was made in a thing called rpg maker if you've never heard of it rpg maker is like a game engine that you can get for like 40 dollars or whatever it's like it's almost freeware game engine stuff and it is it is designed as it is explained to make rpgs mostly it kind of lets you Uh, make your standard flavor Coden, dragon questy final fantasy like snes era uh rpgs your your 16 bit rpg jrpgs almost specifically is the feeling you get from it but the engine is um dense enough that you can add in a lot of your own flavor and stuff to it so this game you know isn't just like completely rudimentary using jrpg mechanics in fact in many ways it's ignoring a lot of the jrpg mechanics stuff but it is you know that top-down perspective wander around a 16-bit sort of tile-based uh area and to the moon plays out being a sort of mystery game where you play as two uh, quote-unquote doctors or scientists or whatever you want to call the people that are in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, they mm-hmm. jump inside of people's brains and can play around with their memories. And the idea is on a person's deathbed, they might have one final wish. It's a sort of make-a-wish foundation where instead of taking you to, you know, a big ballpark and seeing one last, you know, big game, We can just implant the memory of having done something amazing into your, you can think you did something. And, and the final dying wish of this game, uh, the person in this game is that he wants to go to the moon and they have to figure out what that means to this person before they can just enact the wish. They have to go through your memories and discover how best to get you to the moon. And then that's kind of where the, the chief mysteries of the game play out.
1: Yeah, the rules of the story are kind of interesting and and pretty important for how it plays out. But like they have to actually change aspects of your memory in order to sort of create this end result. They can't just like it's not a game shark. Yeah. They don't just type in slash moon right now (laughs) uh, and then transport you there. They have to like adjust your life in order to make that work. Um, in particular with the character of, uh, Johnny, uh, who is the character into the moon who wants to, his, his dying wish is to go to the moon. Um, my, one of my favorite scenes of the game is early on, they're having this very normal interaction with him where they're like, okay, cool. So you want to go to the moon? Um, that makes sense. Uh, why? And he's like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. And they're like... (laughs) Okay, well, actually, that's not really how it works. Uh, you need to let us know why. Because I think I, I think the idea is that, um, like, with this company, is the way it would work most of the time is, let's say there was really something that you wanted to do in your life, and you mm-hmm. already wanted to do it, yeah. and you spent a lot of time, like, maybe, and you maybe failed to do it. Like, right. you, you failed to get there or something like that. You know, you always wanted to go... To, um, you know West Virginia, you yep. know, but you just couldn't get the money together, right. you know, to to make the trip, and so you never did that. So now we can grant you, you know, that that wish where you go meet the Mothman or whatever. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> this, the whole thing is that this is abnormal because this guy doesn't know why he wants to go to the moon. So it's not like he spent his whole life being like, right. the moon, the moon, the moon. He just he's just like I don't know. I guess I I guess that's what I want. Yeah. And so they're gonna have a, a much more difficult time making it so that this guy ends up wanting to go to the moon and his memories it's kind of complicated actually yeah uh, now that i'm thinking about how the the how the story works yeah um but but because uh the game is so specifically focused on you know the dialogue between the characters uh, you got you. You get it.
0: Yeah. But when you're playing it, you 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 get what the what yeah. the story's going for here. Yeah, they they get you there really quickly, and so then the rest of the game plays out essentially. It, it, so, uh, Dead Bob referenced the sort of gameplay flaws, as he put it. Um, and I almost hesitate to even say it's flaws, although there are probably ways to talk about these things being flaws. But it's mostly sort of a just a a lack of you know traditional gameplay the the way the game is played is you wander around environments and you are looking for essentially memory links you're looking for mm-hmm. items that spark specific memories in johnny's mind and then you collect those once you get what is it like five or six or something yeah. you take them to like a a the most important item of that particular memory that you're wandering around in and you uh connect them all to that and then that lets you go back further in johnny's memory and you're sort of just doing that over and over again of exploring an environment find all the items go to a new place in the new place you get some more story about what's been going on with johnny's life you're working backwards so you very often experience a moment they'll reference like something you don't know what they're talking about you'll go back one step and then you learn what they were just talking what about later was. on, what the context was—you're yeah. constantly being right. introduced to the context. The only other gameplay is these uh, in between each of those. You when you like find the final item, you just do these little puzzles. They're like a little grid-based puzzle. Um, there's not really much to it, and I wouldn't even say it's that connected to like any meaningful story element. Whereas the like finding of the items like is is deeply connected to what the game is about and and feels yeah. impactful in how it is presenting the story to you. These puzzles are just sort of, I don't know, it's just like a puzzle yeah, that's in the game. That's
1: that, that's actually really great because that brings me to my next point, Matt, which is I would like to file a quick complaint with this game, which is too much gameplay, honestly. <laughs> um, you yeah. could have cut that puzzle thing, didn't need that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter to me how much gameplay is right. in a game. I want to meet the game where it's at. And and also, you know what? I'll just fix that flaw that Dead Bob mentioned. Because if you look at reviews of this game, they all kind of sound the same. Reviews of this game are like, oh, it's a great story. It's moving. There's good music. Not a lot of gameplay, though. But here, (laughs) let me fix that flaw. Let me do that real quick. (laughs) Everyone listening to this. If you think that a game... If if you regularly feel like games don't have enough gameplay for you, if you don't like walking simulators, uh, if you don't like games that focus on really only story, uh, don't check this one out.
0: There you go. Hey, <laughs> look, I fixed it.
1: Yeah. Guess what?
0: it's that simple hey if you Um, don't like uh scary movies i don't recommend the ring to you like i don't i don't i'm sorry you probably shouldn't check that one out maybe because it's not a genre that you like at all (laughs) so that's fine uh yeah this is a story focused game that is using the medium of video games to be a part of its story um and i think the question that comes up with it is like did it need to be a video game. To tell it's story. And I. Man even in asking that I felt dirty. Like I don't like asking that question. I don't. I don't. I don't care. It it was chosen to be a video game. They made it as a video game. But it does have some weird conflict. That I think mostly stems. From the fact that it's made in RPG maker. I guess. That was my, my biggest hang up with this game. And I didn't have many. I liked it quite a lot. But my biggest hang up is I just don't like. The look of it i don't like the look of this rpg maker kind of game like it feels mm. essentially as cheap to make as it is which is not like listen you have the means you have to make the game you 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 made right. what you want I, you know i i i went to school for filmmaking i have made short student films like i understand the means beget the what you, the end product is gonna be i don't care oh yeah you've you've made some students <laughs> made films, some means right. yeah yeah yeah
1: i've seen them i've been <laughs> in them I've been a part of. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if we were talking about those right now, nope, you know. we're certainly not. Uh, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, but what if what if the listeners go try to find No, them, no, no, you no, know? no, Maybe no, no, no. I don't there, think that's know? necessary.
0: I really I don't. I want to get you canceled yeah, right now, Matt. that would be Matt. great. Let's yeah. get you. That'll let's be weird Let's really delve me. into the mind of of 19-year-old Matt Martins and Hunter Dawson. Yeah. That sounds let's good. let's destroy you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but so what you were saying, Matt, as far as the art style of... To the moon I, I think it it doesn't bother me in that way uh-huh. as far as just aesthetically uh it doesn't bother me so much it's also worth noting that this game actually has been remade in unity yeah um and uh republished on nintendo switch uh and i guess for mobile as well yeah um we played the pc version um i just looked at a video of the switch version And it looks a lot better. Yeah. So this is actually a game where I would recommend playing the Switch version above all else, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, without really looking into it. Or at least on mobile. I mean, on mobile, I can't imagine there's any mechanical issue. You're mostly just like reading dialogue prompts. So uh, I think it would be a perfectly acceptable mobile experience too. I just, who knows how it, if it runs great. Our, Our At least my PC experience too had a little bit of occasional funky hiccups in how it was controlling. I don't know. It wasn't a big deal, but... I just noticed it feeling like a little indie game. I mean, this is the first mm-hmm. release for this company that was an actual, um, like, official release that they wanted people to pay money for. Everything before this was just their weird little indie th- stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it it, it very right. much is that energy of student films, or in this case, student game makers, and then they made their first commercial product. Like, but they're using the system they've been using. They know how to use RPG Maker. They're going to make a game in RPG Maker, and then they just happen to sell it or whatever. So there, there's nothing wrong with that but it does it was harder for me to sort of get over but i don't know I, I would say by about a third of the way through i wasn't thinking about that anymore it was just like right at the beginning i was kind of like i wish this wasn't in this format
1: yeah there's an interesting glitch uh, that i'm not even sure it's a glitch because it happens so often where when your player character goes to a new uh screen uh-huh the screen loads in like like let's say it's a nighttime screen yeah yeah, yeah. You go to the next screen. The screen loads in bright as day, yeah. and then
0: like loads in the nighttime. It's like it layer loads the filters in a frame too late or something. Yeah, there's there's nighttime filters that come in a little late or whatever. The effects, the lighting effects, are are slower on the than the the engine itself or something.
1: I but. wonder if it's intentional though. It actually happened for me quite a bit. Not yeah. all the time, but it happened a lot to where I started being like, "Is this like on purpose? Yeah, is this like..." <laughs> Is this trying to say something, uh-huh. or like, is it is it trying to show its artificial right. aspects in order to like deliver like a stronger point, um, or even like, is this some sort of like twist uh-huh. in the in the storyline? Um, I don't know, but it it ended up not really seeming like that was uh, an intentional thing. And for yeah. all I know, a lot of people that have played the game have no idea what I'm talking about.
0: Sure. So sure well um how did you feel hunter about the the rpg maker-ness of it all i think that um to try and
1: translate the issue that i think reviewers were expressing uh but do it better mm. uh with uh what you know i'm doing it this game came out in what uh 2011 yeah so this is uh over 10 years later uh so maybe it, this is actually pretty easy but I actually think the problem uh, with To The Moon as far as like, uh, not enough gameplay. Where's all the gameplay? I want my gameplay. Uh-huh. Uh, is that it is made an RPG maker, meaning right. that it looks and functions as a Japanese role-playing game. And I think that means that it's kind of using that genre mm-hmm. to deliver its story. And I feel like it doesn't interact enough with the japanese role-playing game as an idea right um and you know i can imagine that because these people made this game an rpg maker that they are actually probably fans of japanese role-playing games yeah they did not want to make one it seems um but then i feel like that creates a contradiction if we are using the japanese role-playing game as a vehicle mm-hmm. for this um and I feel like the tension of that is not really resolved in any meaningful way. It's yeah. almost like it feels like it kind of just wants you to forget that part. Do not see this as a JRPG, even mm-hmm. though it is built on the skeleton <laughs> right. of a JRPG maker. Yeah. Um, and inst- and the only references explicitly to it is there is a joke early on uh, where you do like a fake. JRPG turn-based battle thing, mm-hmm. um, which honestly the joke did not sit that well with me. The more I played the game, the more I was like, I maybe it would have been better had they not even addressed it because it seems like right. the game isn't really addressing that aspect of it, and that's fine. Um, it just feels like it. There's a little bit of tension that I'm not really sure is ever really fully explored. Yeah. If you take like to the moon and compare it to other, um, story-based, uh, you know noteworthy games yeah i feel like a lot of what those games have is they they sort of exist in a genre realm that befits the story that they're trying to tell like gone home yeah yeah completely turns the experience of like a first person adventure game into like here's we're gonna tell this story with you finding little bits little notes of paper on on you know which is like a trope from other games right. that they're now using to tell an entire game story that makes sense to me and and it also like doesn't feel like it's in conflict with its own genre yeah um even if you could play that game the whole time and be like when do i get to pick up a gun you know <laughs> like you, you don't need the gun you you're yeah. picking up your, the notes of the guns. you're the picking ca- up the, the memories of guns <laughs> yeah that's your gun um and firewatch is like kind of the same way to the moon i feel like the jrpg is a little more specific yeah. of a genre notifier um and so this is not like an undertale or something like that where it's like an mm. indie jrpg that is telling a story but also doing it within the bounds of what we understand jrpgs to be this is just kind of in
0: rpg make- i mean this right. is just a game in rpg maker right. Right. Like that, that's what it comes down to is it feels like, again, just like this is the engine we learned and we could afford. So we made yeah. our game in it. And that's, yeah, you know, sorry, it looks the way it does. We kind of like it. We we happen to like it. So it's fine, you know, and yeah. they continue to make games in this like engine. that You know, as as late as 2021, they were still making RPG maker games. So that's just like what this studio is comfortable with um right and and so i it's not a it's not really a complaint i law about it but it was a hesitation i had early on but the game um certainly wins you over because the story is actually great um it's got three acts and the three acts are without really spoiling anything because hey guess what this game is like four hours long you can play this game it's also like bargain bin cheap you should get it on switch like we said but you could wait for a steam sale and i bet you can get it for a dollar or whatever like i i I, there's no way it doesn't come very very cheap to people um and then it's like it's an evening or two evenings of playing it i ended up spreading it out over much more time than that i was playing it in really small bite-sized chunks which i kind of regret uh i i hated that i was splitting it up as much as i was but it also Mm -hmm. lent a very interesting effect was the game is so much about memory and I have such a bad memory that then, you uh, know, yeah. I'm playing it. And then I don't know, like things were more impactful for me with these items because it's not like an item I just saw f- 10 minutes ago. I'm like, yeah, 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 there's that same platypus or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. That was from like last week. I, ca- I did almost forget about the platypus thing. And there it is. Like, oh, whoa, that platypus. I, go- I do remember that. Like it it got to have this funny little sort of, I don't know, It it boosted the effect of yeah. How it felt to be looking for these items in the game because they were things I was actually forgetting but then I would see on screen and be like, "Oh, that's got to be important." Oh, it is important. Oh, good, I found the important thing. And I feel like that is that's the gameplay of the game is the way you interact with it boosts the storytelling elements of it. So like, oh, this could have just been a movie. Well, yeah, you could like you could just have the scenes play out, but the idea that I have to go over to a thing and and recognize its importance and touch it like that does have a different effect on how that feels as a story i'm engaging with right it's it's not like you know you can tell a story in any way you want but i do think it matters the the way that information basically enters your brain and so i i think that this story was meant to be told in a video game i think it boosts the ability of the story to get its point across especially when it comes to like your memories and how important they are to your life and how fleeting they can be and all that like i i i definitely got that and i got it because of how i interacted with those things even if it wasn't you know it's a pretty linear game like you can't move on until you find all the items it's not like there's choices in the game it's not like you can ever do anything else but i don't know the, the act that i have to do the controller input and click on the thing makes it stand out in my brain more
1: yeah absolutely i think that matt this is this is great i think we have discovered that to the moon is in fact a video <laughs> We game. did it oh
0: boy everyone approved
1: what finally me and matt showed up to a conversation 12 years late uh-huh. to declare yeah. that this video game <laughs> show is this week covering another video game hooray We've done Interesting, it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with your point, Matt, and I think that you know if someone were to play this and be like, ah, oh, you know, why, why isn't this just something else? Uh, that's silly, yeah, because it's not. It is the thing that it is, right. and also the way a story is told uh, is it's very mechanical. Mm-hmm. Um, and any every story is mechanical, right? So right. if a story exists in a game engine, it has been beaded out to be in a game engine. Right. You can't just film it. And then be like, well now that's a movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh the the you watch the you could watch The Last of Us TV show on HBO <laughs> and and learn that sometimes you know, that what, what parts of a game are a game and what parts can be a movie. Sometimes the show will just show you frames from the game but with live action and that those are the worst parts. Those are the parts <laughs> where it's like, this is completely unnecessary We're not doing anything. and kinda of pointless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, let 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 everything be exactly what it is. Um, it would be cool to get an animated film uh, adaptation of this story. I think that's I think that's a more positive spin on it. Sure, is that uh, this is a game whose story really resonates? Yeah, and it especially I think would resonate a lot with an audience that is into animated movies. It feels like almost going for a uh, kind of Pixar tone of mm-hmm. uh, like a melodramatic. But yet, life-affirming
0: tone, right? uh, of 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 a story. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's got a it's got a Ghibli vibe to it. A sort of a a sort of sad Totoro, mom is (laughs) dying, Studio Ghibli vibe or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, well, let's let's talk then. I guess about story without. I don't know how much we're going to spoil things. I really don't want to, but. the the arc of the game is you spend a while exploring the memories because what you're you you're genuinely trying to figure out why on earth does this guy want to go to the moon and uh you hit a point where you are blocked you can't go you can't go any further in the memories you can't go backwards Mm -hmm. anymore and that's more or less the end of act one is wait there's literally something prohibiting us from getting that answer and so then acts two and three are really playing out like what is actually going on here? But maybe we can talk just about the characters to try to hook people a yeah. little bit. So there's Johnny. Yeah. Johnny wants to go to the moon. Johnny's lived a full life. Johnny lives in this big house that he had built that is right next to this lighthouse that he has many memories about. And he lived with his wife, River, who uh has in they reference it. They never directly address it. Uh, they reference the works of tony atwood who if you look that name up you find out uh he is a psychologist who studied asperger's syndrome which we now know is uh, a, a just a part of autism spectrum disorder they've sort like you don't re- we don't really talk about asperger's anymore it's been folded into the broader study of autism mm-hmm. but you basically learn that uh river johnny's wife uh grows up with autism and uh she dies a few years before Johnny and the connection of what's going on with her in the later parts of her life where she's, you know, you think she's kind of losing it. She's just, she's behaving very strangely mm-hmm. trying to figure out why she's behaving strangely ends up being like directly linked to what the heck is going on with Johnny. And basically um, by the end of the game, you know, you, you sort of learned that to the moon is perhaps more, of a symbol than it is a he wasn't trying to be an astronaut in his life to the moon yeah. means something very yeah. different to him and the right. solution to helping him get to the moon is deeply more complicated than turn johnny into an astronaut so that he can go to the moon right
1: yeah it ends up being a story that's very like i don't know it it, it kind of reflects on what is important in life Um, And it's also, you know, it's a love story, Mm -hmm. and it's a sweet love story, (laughs) and they are in love, Uh and even though, you know, they have left this earthly plane, their love shines bright (laughs) in the sky for us all to see. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'm not trying to make fun of it. Uh, That just comes naturally. But uh, uh, (laughs) that's just my way. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about uh, Watts and Rosalina. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Who are the two scientists uh that or they're not really what are they scientists they call them uh, they, doctors they but coach. even they
0: have like issues with themselves being got like i'll talk about minisodes later there's like follow-ups to this and and what exactly they are is complicated but they're sort yeah. of scientists slash doctors
1: yeah so there, there's two of them watson rosalina Watts is like uh he's kind of goofy uh he makes a lot of uh like cultural references he has like a very nerdy sense of humor um i gotta say i didn't really like him very much Mm -hmm. i found his humor to be not it kind of fell flat for me yeah uh, most of the time and i also found the way he was like kind of thirsty for his co-worker a little bit uh obnoxious um not to say that it like goes so far as to be like actually well, I don't know. I mean... It's mostly that's, that's suggestive.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's suggestive. There's also, boy, there's weird stuff in it that we'll talk about later that is putting it on a whole other level of what these two characters' relationship is. But I that's would say my, my biggest issue is, honestly, with, with the primary interactions being between these two characters, they don't explore a whole lot of who those characters actually are. You understand how they quip and how they talk to each other, but you don't get a lot of, like, how they're actually engaging with this stuff and and the world that they inhabit. I will say the minisodes that you can play explore that a lot more, and if anything, I'm I'm really happy I played the follow-up. There's, like, two Christmas releases they did. They're just, like, half-hour bonus stories, but they completely have to do with Uh, Watts and Rosaline at their office and engaging with their coworkers. And you just get like a better look at the business they work for and the work that they do and who they are as people. And I wish that that was in the game proper. Like I wish that more of that dynamic played out within the actual game Instead, it's very focused on exploring Johnny's thing with just these two doctors being like the vessel through which you gain the information.
1: Right. But once we get to the third act, yeah, uh, Watts and Rosaline do become more important as characters as far as like what the outcome of the story is going to be. Yeah. And I did find that part I was a little bit frustrated with the storytelling because once it every time it kinda pulled focus away from Johnny and River onto the two characters I've actually been playing as, I kind of was sort of like, Who are these people? Yeah. What is what is the you know where where should i be in all right. this as far as feeling about them i mean they work for a corporation that to be honest once i learned what the concept of the, the like what this corporation actually does for people yeah. i understand that i think the game largely sees this as a kindness I don't necessarily share in that opinion. Man, um,
0: I, I tell you, I wish you played the first minisode because they directly address that. And it's like, why wasn't right. that well, in the game? Like, I know. It's like, why right. wasn't that? You could have had, I'm glad it was a four hour experience, but it could have been like an eight hour thing that fully fleshed all that stuff out. And, and it would have really contributed to like the problems that ended up creeping up. Cause I agree. I, I think there's a core twist it like close to the end of act three That is like predicated on the idea that you understand these characters motives, maybe, but you definitely don't. And so then the twist is just like, ah, we just did that. Like it really it falls flat for me because you you, you know, you basically are meant to feel that maybe one of the characters is sort of betraying the mission. And it's like, I don't what is anyone's motive here? Like I'm none of this feels justified. And it's just it, it doesn't I think in the end it works out enough. But there's definitely like 20 minutes where you're just like, what are we doing? Like, what is going yeah. on? Why do we, right. why are we behaving this way? This seems crazy. And then it finally sort of works itself out.
1: Yeah, I want to talk. I, let's get philosophical here, Matt. Okay. Oh, let's do um, it. So, because this is, a, I don't, I really don't want to spoil the story because it yes. feels like, you know, if you do listen to us talk about, and if you've heard enough at this point, like turn us off and just go play it. Sure. But um, I think that I want to talk about the idea of what Sigmund Corp does. Mm -hmm. and like do you would you do it uh basically would you want if you were in a coma Uh uh-huh would you want people to come in and then give you a fake memory something Mm -hmm. that did not happen but it's nice yeah and that is a note on which you leave the planet on
0: absolutely i would yes without question i would do that i would sign up for this i would do it really yeah definitely um Uh, Well, especially given how uh, quick I am to very often uh, sort of revel in negative feelings and thoughts, it would be great if in my final moments, I could just sort of ensure I'm not going to let myself wallow in anything, any regrets of my life. I don't think that's a thing a person needs in their final moments. It doesn't matter. I'm about to be dead anyways. So like, I would love to just sort of have some peace of mind, even if it's fake. I don't like it doesn't. I don't think that matters to me. I would like to just be able to have a, a peace of, of mind at the end. Uh, I, I, I don't know why. Like, I understand. Regrets are a thing you use to grow from. Right. Regrets mm-hmm. are something like, Oh, I regret how I acted as a as a 19 year old in my short films. I should grow from that and change my behavior so that I'm a better person moving forward. That doesn't mean anything when I'm about to not be alive anymore. There's no growth. There's nothing else I can change. So what is the benefit of me being like, no, I really wish I'd done more of X. Like it doesn't, I, I don't see the value in that for myself.
1: I just think though that, and maybe this is like, I feel like that is maybe putting too much importance on the final I don't well, actually, who is making it more important? I don't know, um, sorry, so my point, my point is this, I actually hate this idea, <laughs> and I would absolutely reject, yeah, uh this uh obviously, in the game, you know, people only get it, people if get they want it. it, yeah, if they want it, it's not you know, forced obviously upon them. <laughs> I would not be forced to get this, so yeah. it's not that big of a deal, uh, but I would never want this because I feel like I'd want to go out as me, you know, like mm-hmm. I'd want to be me. me and who i was in that in that last moment right um then like sort of a not me like to me it like it's it yeah it's changing who you are at the last second yeah and that just feels i don't know that feels kind of sad like even though i'm not aware of how sad it is to me it, it it just feels like kind of a sad way to to go. But you don't know? you
0: think my my perception of it is this that the the game sort of like yes it's changing sort of your memory of your entire life but it's doing so like symbolically like it's it's yeah. it's sort of saying like your life meant this to you and let's like put a pin in it and like let's make it feel really exact to what those memories were meant to sort of end up in. I I I can't yeah. I to me it doesn't feel like a a completely fake thing it feels like a nice little bow put on it for johnny right it's it's everything else is still true of johnny's life well, but we sort of wrapped it up in a more um specific way
1: i don't want to talk about i'm talking about this idea outside because no in johnny it. they've neat. They've, they've foreseen this yeah. conversation we're having yeah and there is there are things about johnny that i think make the morality of what Sigmund Corp is doing, uh, very simple and sure. actually non-complicated at all. Uh basically Johnny's already a complicated person as far yeah. as memory and who he is and whatever. So like it feels like more you're on more solid ground to right. sort of mess with it. Right. I mean specifically just the idea yeah. of doing this like for anyone. Or I mean maybe even make it personal, me and you. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well let's let's talk about the mini sodes then, because I think we have to, because or at least the first mini sod. Is quite literally, so it's a, it's at a Christmas party and you're walking around and you're talking mm-hmm. to your co-workers, the other scientists who go out in other fields. So you and Watts, Ro- Rosaline and Watts are partners uh, and there's other teams of partners that go do these kinds of things. And and you go around, you're talking to people, but it opens with two people you don't know going outside of the Sigmund Court uh, office and there's people throwing tomatoes at the building and they go back inside and they're like, oh, they're back again today. There are people that just like, come and protest outside of Sigmund Corp because they don't agree. They are, they're very much opposed to what Sigmund Corp is doing. And then the rest of the half hour mini. plays out with Watson, Rosaline sort of grappling with, is it okay what they did to Johnny? And is it okay what they do in general, like at their job? Is any of this okay? And it, like, it addresses that head on and uh, in the end, you know, one of the lines they say, I don't remember it exactly, but it's basically like the only people who could thank us have passed away. The only people who could say, yes, that was worth it, cannot do that. And the only mm-hmm. people who can ask for our help, who can ask for our services, are in the process of dying. Nobody right. else has the perspective required to know if that's something you would actually want at all. Like, you, you cannot have that perspective of being on your deathbed or being now deceased to know if you, you know, are cool with how it all worked out for you. So, like, and I'm not saying they even give, like, a perfect answer. They're sort of just saying, like, I don't know. It works for the people it works for. Like, the people that have asked for it have asked for it and it works for them. And, yeah, I I I, it's fun that you're asking that question, Hunter, because I think the game later chooses to ask the same thing. Would it work for you? Like, it wants you as the player to sort of reckon with, Would you be down with that? Maybe you wouldn't. And that's fine. It's fine if you wouldn't. Like the game makers recognize this probably isn't something everybody would want to do. This is kind of a weird thing. Um, So I I at least think it's fun that the writer uh, is at least somewhat aware of that conflict.
1: I'll say this, because I, I, again, I think that Johnny has been written in such a specific way as to nullify any interesting moral question here. Which is honestly, I think that's kind of that's a little weird in that I I when I was playing the game I thought that maybe the game was going to be about whether you should do this or not yeah and then it was like well actually Johnny is like there are complications and so therefore yeah it it kind of just makes it so that this actually is a total yeah. like right. for Johnny <laughs> was absolutely the right thing to do right is the thing right by the time you get to the end of the game, there is no question <laughs> to me whether johnny should have done this or not johnny absolutely should have yeah, done yeah. it and so therefore you also justify the, the idea existence. that this should exist yeah, yeah. Uh, totally i'm not questioning whether it should exist or not i'm literally just thinking like would you do i don't it? think i would yeah. want this I, I just think like i kind of want to i want to go out like i don't As know it's like it's it's yeah, I want to go out as as me, exactly me, as sure. I
0: am, whatever that but is. How, you know? how much of that is even like, well, especially I mean, you know, in Johnny, you know, how much of yourself are you at the end, and how much of yourself are you ever? I don't know, like it's all your own perception of your life anyways, so if all we're right. doing is sort of curbing our perception, you know that that's the question. I think that's where my that's why I come up with a yes answer is I'm very want to like. I I put the negative take on so many like aspects of my life when I I don't need to and it would be refreshing to you know have something that's able to sort of like inject itself into my brain to be like look this is how you should look back on your memories don't like you can still be your authentic self and sort of have your perception modified to make sure like you see it how other people see it maybe right
1: I just think that the idea of wish fulfillment uh-huh. being this kind of gift to you at the end of your life when it doesn't matter, I think that I would rather, in my final moments, if if I am able to, look back on my life exactly as it was. And, and that it would maybe be the critical point of backwards looking. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is... There's nothing forward anymore. Right, right. Backwards is the only direction that makes sense. Then obviously these people are in, in the game, these people are comatose, but we don't know, you yeah. know. Let's say you are somewhat aware for right. this fun, philosophical, very weird uh conversation <laughs> on this video game podcast <laughs> that we're having right now. Yeah. If backwards is the only direction I can look, I don't want that look yeah. to be inauthentic and right. for that look to be false. That actually feels sure. like a kind of moment where i want to be able to look back and see exactly what yeah. was going on sure you know and maybe i look back on it and i'm i'm like that sucked what an idiot and then i die you <laughs> right. know what i mean like yeah but i i want to see what what it was you know there there right. at, at that point yeah you know i want to i want to wear a i want to have a judge's gavel sure look back on myself judge me uh you know rank me you know what i mean <laughs> i mean it'll be me on a list you know <laughs> you I will rank myself. On, on the, the final, final moment <laughs> the O-G-A i hope additional. to listicle myself <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, i was gonna say this to get back to our snatcher episode where we suddenly talked about elden ring again and i can do it now you're the kind of oh, person God. who's comfortable with looking at every Elden Ring boss you couldn't beat and I'm not. I don't want at the end of my life to think about every Elden Ring boss I couldn't beat. But I think you're more comfortable being like, "Yeah, I couldn't beat that one. Who cares?" And I don't yeah. I don't want that. I don't want to I don't want to have that distraction in my final hours. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is just
1: good to know, you know, in <laughs> case I'm around and you're if you're and in like, charge yeah, of the lie to him, Doc. Yeah. lie to him doc as, as much as you can we're, we're gonna tell and you I, all and i'm kinds and of i'm sitting next to yours and i'm like
0: give it to him straight he needs to know <laughs> he needs to know what he did <laughs> yeah oh, don't dude. worry
1: matt if i find a way to lie to you on your deathbed i will absolutely i will tell you sweet little lies
0: as many as i can when we're I'll on the when, when when we're on the battlefield you'll be cradling cradling me in your arms and you'll be like no it's gonna be okay you got both you got all your legs and all your arms and you haven't you know you're not you're not ever it's I'll, all gonna I'll, be fine
1: you'll be laying there and i'll be like everyone say your favorite thing about matthew martin <laughs> i'll start he was the greatest president the United States ever had. <laughs> was I ever really? had?
0: You mean it? I did a good job. <laughs> and he was a good boy. <laughs> oh my God! I don't know if this is too dark for this podcast. Nope, it's hey, in. It's in. Uh, Dead Bob has a great question for us. Uh, that's. I feel like. I feel like we've wrapped up the majority of our takes onto the moon without I don't spoiling any more of the game. Exactly. So there we, go. we can't do that. Uh, but DeadBob asks, I thought it would be interesting to hear a side list of y'all's most impactful experiences in playing games or most emotional story experiences. So other stuff that connected with you. Um, of which this game this game is certainly on that list. I mean, this, this is an impactful game. It, it genuinely, like DeadBob said, it makes you think about how you interact with your own memories of your life. And I, I think it is a genuinely touching story that I... Yeah. I wish it stinks when a game is introduced to you as "Oh, it's going to be impactful." Doesn't that doesn't that kind of it removes at least an inkling of the maximum impactfulness the game can yeah. have for you. The
1: discovery you. aspect. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it removes that, but it creates a barrier yes. now for it to transcend. Right. Which is that you've been given some sort of expectation. And sometimes, you know, I think that's one thing that's really difficult about uh, modern life is that people tend to just throw expectations at you yeah. like all the time and right. they try and gear you up for everything yep. uh someone will you know a reviewer will experience a game before release and they'll be like oh it was really good um except for when they played it they had they just played it you know maybe yeah. they hadn't even read any of the marketing although that's probably not true so i guess maybe it is hard to approach anything without some sort of expectation Um but yeah, I feel like your expectation actually plays probably like far too much of a role yeah. in how you receive uh, a a piece of uh, media. Um, anyways, wait, I got lost of where I was even going. <laughs> let's just
0: <laughs> let's just answer Dead Bob's question of uh, your most okay. emotional story experience. I got him.
1: I got I, I I picked out three games. Okay. Uh, for three different hunters. Ooh. Um, three games for three hunters. Um, so teen teen hunter like late adolescence hunter um i'm gonna say uh, i'm gonna talk about final fantasy 8 for a minute on this podcast um which is something i've been doing every once in a while um final fantasy 8 is a deeply stupid bad game that changed my life and i love it dearly um and it it it's a story it's a, it's a jrpg whose story is about a main character that people call unlikable <laughs> Uh, because he's so angsty and obnoxious. Uh-huh. And guess what? I was playing Final Fantasy VIII and I happened to be angsty and obnoxious. <laughs> right. So there were aspects of Final Fantasy VIII's story and plot that resonated with me emotionally in spite of the fact, well, you know what? It was as stupid as I was, right. that game. Yes. You know what? There it's as stupid as I continue to be, <laughs> all right? How about that? I am no more intelligent than Final Fantasy VIII. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it placed a cap on how much <laughs> I am, what my potential will it's be. perhaps
0: responsible for the cap yeah. on your potential.
1: I just related to that game so dang much just because, yeah. like, the the guy, so the main character's name is Squall, and uh, he has a lot of internal monologue uh, mm. responses to things that characters are saying that I very much related to at the time. Like like Squall, people will be saying stuff, and maybe they'll even say stuff to Squall, and Squall will, instead of even responding verbally, will just not respond and think in his head whatever that's <laughs> so me that's just so me to just like not even really respond to things that are going that's i mean that's like my dark side but that is yeah. that is that is part i've of seen me.
0: i've seen your face when that's what's happening inside your brain like i've watched yeah. you do that before for sure yeah
1: yeah yeah somebody uh, uh one time somebody that has been on this show said something that made me feel very seen oh, in a no. way that i did not like um <laughs> jamie carbone who has been on the show yeah um we for some reason and i did not this is not what i wanted to talk about um somebody was talking about my hair like i'd just gotten a haircut or something Uh and jamie was like you know i don't know if i really like hunter's hair like how how it was and i was like why what was the problem you have with my hair um and it's like when it's longer um is is what jamie meant um and jamie was like uh, it makes you look like Squall from Final Fantasy 8 and I was like, oh no, oh god. And I just like, it really, it should not have, you know, obviously now the podcast people, y'all know, Jamie did not know why that would make me feel you. weird, Yeah, but it made me feel a little bit like Final Fantasy 8 had gotten clu- like written into my soul mm-hmm. where I'm now I'm expressing it in ways that I don't even understand. Um, so yeah, I would call that emotionally resonant, possibly too much, possibly in a bad, toxic way. Your turn, Matt.
0: <laughs> what about your what about the two other hunters? You had two. Oh others. sure.
1: So so twenty something hunter. Um, I think her story, story mm. uh was a game that I experienced that resonated with me. uh in that that the way that I was playing the game helped me get there. Yeah, uh, like. The way her story works is you're essentially sitting at a database um where you can type in basically any word Mm -hmm. um and it pulls up uh this performance of the of this woman who has uh come in uh for six different interviews at different points of time yeah uh, in relation to like a murder case so this is you know this is a very genre story i mean the last one was a jrpg so it's all stupid stuff (laughs) for me um But her story, it's like uh, the experience of uncovering what has happened to this person Uh uh, via just listening so intently to everything that she is saying, Mm -hmm. so much to where it's like I'm a stenographer, because in order to advance the game, the only way to win the game is to listen, Mm -hmm. and that's beautiful to me. That's cool. Um, So you have to listen to everything she's saying and really pay attention to it and really get it in your head, and um it also made me kind of clicked with with the actress's performance in a way that i don't know any other medium could have had me mm-hmm. do basically mm-hmm. um so i would say that was a very emotionally resonant story to me but that had less to do with the story details themselves and more with the way the story was being the told i felt like was making me so close yeah. to the character and then my last one is uh adult hunter um let's kind of let's go for controversy here uh last of us part 2 uh i found to be uh emotionally resonant also emotionally emotionally exhaustive yeah um for me the experience a lot of people feel a lot of different ways about last of us part two um if i were to boil down the way i felt uh was it felt like i was playing a game where i was constantly uh asking the characters in the story to not be in the story anymore (laughs) for them to please quit and when they would not quit, I would cry. Um, they would make me cry. Uh, and I just would beg them. I was just begging just them. Just don't like, be in the story anymore. Please turn back. Don't be in the story anymore. And they just wouldn't. And the fact that they wouldn't just kind of just tore me up inside. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not subtle. And it's not... It's probably also stupid, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. So the But the effect of it was so like, massive on yeah, me right. that I, in finishing Last of Us Part 2 I've never felt like a game pushed me emotionally to that extent ever before. Um, and I know a lot of people uh, don't like it And that's also cool. I mean, like I said, (laughs) I'm stupid and these are all stupid games and I'm a stupid person. Yeah. Speaking
0: of stupid, I'll talk about some of mine. Uh, I have my young ones, which is I was not good at emotionally connecting with games uh, when I was younger. I didn't play very many story focused games until maybe teenage years. And then even then it was like, nah, I'm playing Halo. Uh, But the very first one I can think of is just kingdom hearts 2 because kingdom hearts oh 2 God. really felt like the end of uh, my first proper like epic i didn't play long games you know what i mean like i right. didn't play anything that was and so i played kingdom hearts one and two and so then by the end of two i mean what you're you're maybe like 60 hours deep or something like that like that's mm-hmm. the most time i put into one story and then of course that game is just playing with you like it's just playing sanctuary by utara hikaru and so you just, you know, you just as a as a 16-year-old angsty, it, that's my that's my Final Fantasy 8, right? Is my angsty boy is just like, yeah, I'm crying and, mm-hmm. and and we're in the water and we're reaching out our hands for each other and we love each okay. other, I guess. So that's Real
1: quick though. I just want to point out, yeah. we we're the same age basically. Um Final Fantasy 8 came out in 1998 I'm, or 1999. I'm aware. Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah comes out it i mean I just i'm want telling to point you, out you i was emotional i'm
0: telling you i'm emotionally unintelligent i'm here telling you <laughs> that i didn't I mean, play wait, these wait. kinds no, of games no
1: matt i'm the emotionally unintelligent one uh-huh. okay uh-huh. i already took that spot yeah. did you yeah. hear me just do no, my five you minutes have, on that <laughs> you can't steal that from me okay <laughs> well it so gets so be worse an
0: adult it gets and worse have adult feelings because otherwise what is the show no Hunter. is it just a bunch of adults you're gonna hate my second one Okay, You're going to no, hate hey, my second, second, second one because my next one that I, I actively remember talking to people about and being like, I really connected with that with the the ending of this story it was Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, That ending, I don't know why, it like clicked with me at the time. I can't, I, it doesn't make any sense now and I need to replay that game to like understand what was going on. But like, I thought the ending of that game was like brilliant at, at the time and, and not even at the time of release We're, this is also a few years removed from that this is in college like i'm, I'm like mm-hmm. i'm like second year of college when i finally beat grand theft auto 4 mm-hmm. and i'm just like that was brilliant that was a yeah. master class yeah so let's talk about actual good answers <laughs> now because i would now that i've publicly shamed wait myself. is that it you, no no, no. You, you, that's they're... my young ones but i have oh, okay. i have i have my good ones which I mean, one of, one of them you've heard on this show before. Celeste, I mean, I'm not kidding when I oh, say yeah. the feather moment, like, was a breaking point for me. Like, I, I can relive the breathing exercise and the way that everything surrounding that feather felt. And that go, you know, go back and listen to the Celeste episode and you will hear me talk about that being an emotionally resonant thing. The other one that's like on a slightly different scale and it stinks because it's a game by Jonathan Blow, who is just a person I don't like. But his game, The Witness, uh, is sort of that canonical. You know, at the beginning of this show, I talked about my second favorite game being Hyperlight Drifter. At that time, what I would consider my favorite game would have been The Witness, mm-hmm. and it's because that game, even though it's not a it's not a story and it's not a, an emotionally resonant thing, like it's not doing it's not tugging at your heartstrings. It's not trying to do that. But it does have a lot of stuff in it that and it's funny because we were just talking about this recently in the discord and there's a lot of people who bounce off of the sort of bogus contemplative nature of that game. You find a bunch of audio yeah. recordings that are just sort of remarking on theories of game design and interactions with puzzles mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think to people with plenty of experience, that stuff comes off as really dumb and just sort of egotistical or whatever. But again, I, I didn't have that language in me. But before that i i hadn't thought of games in that way so for me that game like really clicked into my brain and was like teaching me how to enjoy things for the sake of their own enjoyment right it's it's the mm-hmm. thing of my grandma has done a crossword puzzle every single morning like every day of her life since she was like 18 years old right that, it's right because it's just the act of doing it is the fun thing it's not the challenge of it's just no i just like i just it's my little habit. It's my little thing. I like solving them for the sake of solving them. And I had He hadn't, just likes it. Yeah, I hadn't internalized that before. So the witness like, was something that really clicked with me for many, many years and still is something I think about.
1: I've played it. Uh, I, I never finished it. Uh, I always play it for a while and then I have to stop or something. Mm-hmm. And then when I pick it back up, I'm like, I don't remember how these puzzles work. Right. Like I'll just be like on a puzzle and I don't remember how it works. But yeah, it, for it to be emotionally resonant that's surprising right like from my experience of the game like i i don't know that there was any emotional aspect in what i have experienced of of the witness i i I think that's interesting
0: i think there were a few specific like audio recordings and, and you watch some film clips at times and there's just at a certain point like when you really just play that game back you know it's like that that was one of those games where i sat and i just kept playing it for like a week, right? I just was going to play it till I was completely done with it. And so when you get oh, when you're just like barraged with all the things the game is saying, I think it it added up to a sum of greater than its parts kind of mm-hmm. thing.
1: Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to us doing that one on the show at some point. Um, because yeah, what, at this point we've done we have Celeste is your number one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter is your number two. Is witness, witness your number three?
0: I don't even know. Well, no, I mean the the Witness was higher than Hyperlight Drifter originally we just haven't played it for oh. the show or whatever so the witness was so what my number one what is your new top 3 i don't Plus, even just, know. just, just don't reveal know. them i don't know I don't,
1: I don't it's probably it's probably celeste and then hyperlight or and then with the witness and then hyperlight drifter i mean
0: pro- probably i would guess i don't know i mean i don't know if hyperlight drifter is actually still my number 3 or not i mean disco elysium is way up there for me now too I, I i don't know i don't know but yeah well someday we'll do the witness and i don't know what we'll do with that episode because it's it just it really sucks when mm-hmm. The creator of something you love is a dipshit. <laughs> like that sucks so hard.
1: Yeah, but okay, but you know what? I don't want to say any definitive.
0: Sure, about no, absolutely, guy. exactly. That's the I, problem. That's why I don't want to talk about his game on the show. <laughs> it's like I don't want to talk about him, and maybe right, that's what we I just do. Just wouldn't we just choose to do that. Him. Like yeah.
1: the thing about Jonathan Blow too is like I feel like the witness doesn't really even have. It's not like he makes games where he's like. It's not like he's Bennett Foddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, he's making a game. Putting his own name on it and then t- whispering in your ear the whole time. Right.
0: Anyways, enough enough of that. Enough of that. Hey, you know what we need to actually do though? We need to decide yeah. where to the moon goes. On yeah. our yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Do you have do you have a you have a tens place in mind? I kind of want oh, you to go first this man. time. I feel like I always have to go first with with setting the kind of tone setting part. And I kind of you wanna think hear. so?
0: I don't feel like I've ever. I don't remember you going first maybe you have i don't know i'm not I saying like you're I have wrong because I, I, I
1: because i have my own list right you I always have a spot. i can always tell you like really fast
0: yeah i this is so tough for me because they're like obviously i relate back to our snatcher episode recently where snatcher was like getting me to think a lot about games with low interactivity and I'm like really invested in that right now, specifically, right? So, To the Moon is coming in at a hot moment for this kind of game in Matt's yeah. brain, right? Where I'm like, I want low interactivity games right now. I'm really, really enjoying that, and so it's hard for me to like get objective with myself. Like I'm, I, you know, there's a part of me that like I liked the story of To the Moon more than the story of Snatcher. So does that mean it needs to go above Snatcher? Well, I don't know, because there's so many things about Snatcher stylistically, mechanically, that I like much more than To the Moon, right? I don't like that To the Moon is this RPG maker thing, and, you know, it's not um, as cool of a world as Snatcher, even though I do think the world of To the Moon is is pretty neat, especially after playing the two minisodes that sort of expound on it and do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think it gets even more interesting, but, you know, it's not... It's not some Kojima thing, but also sometimes that's a benefit. The Kojima stuff, like the Kojima nature of Snatcher and all the weird
1: Absolutely. women
0: stuff knocks it down a lot of points. So it's like, I, but I can't see to the moon in the teens. Like I, that, that feels kind of absurd to me. Uh, so I feel like it's maybe more of a, maybe even the 40s or like a 35 to 45 kind of range where it's like it was a, pretty much predominantly positive experience i don't have anything you know it's not Mm -hmm. into the territory of games lower on the list where i'm like i have some real big problems with this game um but you know the 30s and 40s are a strange spot for me because i think that's where i have the most disparity from the list itself where it's like you know i like kirby superstar more than it is placed on the list i like you know a lot of these things different amounts so yeah i don't know i i think i have to go broad and sort of say 30s or 40s maybe 35 to 45 is like the safest target for me
1: yeah well that's funny because i was gonna say 40s so mm-hmm. there you go um so let's maybe do 35 to 45 it seems like that yeah. seems like a good uh, a good tens to read out yeah um so our number 35 on this list which i think actually will be relevant to this conversation is secret of monkey island yeah number 36 is kirby superstar and then mass effect 3 klonoa 2 Sonic the Hedgehog 1991, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, Halo 3, Journey, Inside, Journey to Silius, and then number 45 is Mario Kart 64. Mm-hmm. Let's start at 45. Is To the Moon better yeah.
0: than Mario Kart 64? See, like, what are we what? even doing? What is this stupid show? Here, actually, I want to start with one more than that because you, you were saying 40s in general. Like do you at least feel that to the moon above inscription feels okay? Or does that even uh, feel weird to um, you? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I'm I'm it above yeah, I'm okay. it above Mass Effect 2 is maybe a whole is a beast of a different color, I don't know, but but above inscription feels fine to me. Um so Wait, where
1: is inscription? Did I read out inscription?
0: No, no, no. I'm saying inscription is number 46, so it's literally one step below. So oh, I'm saying sure. if we're starting at 45, are we allowing the argument that it is patently above inscription? That that's that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so the absolutely. Mario Kart 64 thing then is, you know, mechanically Mario Kart 64 is, you know, a a great game that has uh is, you know, still sort of nostalgically playable by people, but I, it's like I don't think people are playing Mario Kart 64 in the modern day because it's anywhere close to still the best Mario Kart, right? Like, I think people play it because they remember playing Mario Kart 64 as a kid. I don't think you can get a 15 year old to play Mario Kart 64 mm-hmm. and have them have anywhere close to the same emotions that our age range has with Mario Kart 64. So, sure. I think there's an importance to Mario Kart 64 but... I think what To the Moon is doing is more interesting across the board. Like Mario Kart 64 is a is a great kart racer. I don't know that it's got any other points for me besides that.
1: Yeah, I mean, to carry that point forward, I just think that what To the Moon is doing uh, is going to age a lot more yeah. gracefully than Mario Kart 64, which already feels... Pretty old and mostly like replaced uh, yes. in an iterative way, right? Uh, by other games that are that carry the, Mar- Mar- the Mario, Kart, <laughs> Mario, the Mario Kart, Mario Kart branding forward. You know, yeah. we got that Mario movie that's going to have Mario <laughs> Kart in it. That will count as an official Mario Kart, uh-huh. basically. Um, to the Moon. I, it says on the Wikipedia that there is going to be an animated film uh, adaptation of To the Moon. Yeah, uh, but we haven't seen it yet. So technically, so that's one. One point for in the uh, to the moon because there's not an animated feature yet.
0: <laughs> so Fantastic. Uh, okay, so then to the moon, Journey to the Silius. This one's easy for me because Journey to the Silius, like, story's not doing anything. It's it's a fine NES game that never did anything special for me. You you are the the stronger feelings for Journey to Silius person, but for me, it's not even like to the moon just jumps ahead of Journey to Silius for sure.
1: Yeah, Journey to Silius has I don't know, it just has badass music, and uh, yeah, it 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 was very fun to play. Um, I don't mind letting To the Moon go above it, um, even though you know, for on my list, Journey to Silius is like number thirty-four. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like ten. It's like there's a difference of ten there. Yeah. Um, I just think Journey to Silius was a cool game, and when I played it, I felt like I was, I I felt like I was playing like. A, a a hidden gem yes a, a game that that i wish more people had played especially if you like that kind of thing now a lot of people don't like any games release for the N- nintendo entertainment system full stop right it, except for like maybe mario brothers 3 yeah well um, what's and that's uh, fine it's yeah. not for you and it's not going to change your your opinion in that way but i do
0: like games like that right and it's hilarious because that's where we started this episode to the moon is the same th- like some people don't like story games with very little (laughs) right interactivity and you know it's like all of the same thing so it's just a kind of a matter of like which of these sort of niche genre hidden gem things you know is i guess worthy of this dumb list's praise (laughs) and so i don't know i i i i it feels like we're already slowing down which i'm okay with because i'm looking ahead and i'm already seeing the journey conversation being too much to bear right like the the journey is easily above to the moon uh for for me so it is going to fall in this journey to Silius inside territory Ah. so maybe we can look ahead maybe journey to Silius is contestable i like to the moon more but you like journey to Silius more but maybe we decide based on inside
1: okay I give between Inside and To the Moon, I actually give to the Moon the Edge, but I am a little bit of an inside hater disliker. disliker. Not a hater. No, you're not, not. a hater. No, I agree. Not a hater. It's yeah. number forty eight on my list. That's yeah. that's pretty good. That's that beats out a lot of games. Yeah. Um but I think, you know, they're both games where Inside is definitely uh more of a gamey game, but I think honestly, it's to me that point is that doesn't mean anything to uh-uh. me um i think the end result of playing inside uh made me go like cool oh what a what a fun cool gameplay yeah, hook and then the game twist. was over and i was like what what was that game yeah to the moon uh does not evolve gameplay wise at all however when it ends i'm like oh i know what this is now yeah so I feel like to the moon is a little more succinct, it's also a little more positive, it's more life affirming. Yeah. Yeah. Inside is a little more desensitizing, it's a little more confused as to what the heck it yeah. is about actually, what it wants to be about. Right. Uh it literally hides its true purpose uh in a way that I think it, it really kind of annoys me or at mm-hmm. least it annoyed me on the episode when you were like so here's what inside is about you have to play through into the secret spot, and i'm like no no that isn't what inside is about it it it, that's not how games work that's not how anything works you can't it's like a book where you're reading it and then you've glued two pages together that actually have the critical piece of information that unravels the whole whole story Uh but yet you went through the trouble of gluing the pages together so screw you you know yeah Yeah. i don't have to
0: unglue your pages I think I even had a more positive take on Inside, and especially after my very first playthrough, like back in 2016, when I played it as a new game, I thought it was really cool. But even thinking of that, all I think is cool about it is how it sort of toyed with what you were doing mechanically and how they decided to use that story-wise. That doesn't mean it's an impactful story. It means it has a cool little trick that it pulls that makes you go, yeah. hey, hey, I see what you did there. That's that's pretty clever. But that's yeah. not at all what To the Moon is doing. I like your point of it, To the Moon feels well, complete. Well, no, but now I like end.
1: your point. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Now I like your point, actually, uh-huh. because there's a little more fusion And inside, I don't really like what the story is about overall, but Mm. what the gameplay is about and what the story is about are more closely related. Yeah. Whereas, so and that's something I, I, to me, I really like when the gameplay and the story kind of inform each other a little bit. And to the Moon, the gameplay doesn't really inform the story. The gameplay doesn't have a whole lot to do with the story at all. It's more just the vehicle by it's it's as much. It's as much having to do with the story as turning the pages of a book has to do
0: with a book. You know what I mean? I Which don't the,
1: not to say Okay, yeah, go ahead.
0: I don't fully agree with that. And it's sort of what I was talking about earlier, where it's like, I do think it's important that like you're engaging with the the memories and stuff. I know what I know what you're saying. Like I still I still see the point. And it's and what we're yeah. what we're talking about is inside is I've used this term before on the show recently. Inside is like more formalistic. It is more about how you are engaging with it, right? Like it's about, yeah, and that true. is like a genre of game, and it's a genre of game that does extremely well on our list. Uh, you know, Celeste is about how you play it. Uh, Panzer Dragoon 2's Via is like mechanically sort of telling an art, like a lot of art. Getting over it with Benny v- Bennett Foddy is specifically about with Benny, about, Foddy. With with Benny me, Foddy. With Benny getting Fruity. over it with uh, Benny Foddy. Uh, those games are about how you play them, but that, to me, that doesn't mean it's like. There's a little bit going on here that I don't think this is the same issue, but I'm I'm going to remark on how the Academy Awards love movies about how movies are made, you know, and that's yeah. like just a thing okay. and that's kind of a okay. it's kind of a rote thing. And so it's like it's not like games have to be about how games are made or played. And that's that's the vibe I get from To the Moon is it's like I'm interacting with it. It's not calling attention to that and it's not about that. But it does still mm-hmm. enhance the story for me.
1: Okay, I think that's a fair point. And so I, so here's here's, I'm down to compromise. Okay, if you want to put to the moon above inside as the new forty three, I'm okay with that. Even though for me, I, I like Journey to Silius better than I like yeah. the Moon. Um. Otherwise, if we, if we kind of disagree there then we just put it under jerory celsius as yeah. the new 45 i think it's one of, i agree
0: season. it's one of those two um i i going above inside it's like this is where i'm talking about i'm i'm having difficulty being objective at the moment because like i said i'm riding a very current and possibly temporary high of liking this adventure game walking simulator I yeah. just want to do more of that at the moment. So I'm really focused on that idea and does to the moon warrant how much my brain is investing in yeah. its mechanics and you don't feel the same way. So to me, that no. says I have recency bias with this and I'm okay with like, I'm totally okay with that. I, I'm riding the high of it and I want to play more games like that. That doesn't mean the long-standing appeal of to the moon on the list needs to go above these other things. It's just the thing Matt really likes at the moment. So I'm actually pretty chill with it going below Journey to Silius, because I think I need to sort of okay. take a step back and let it let it be what it is, but recognize that it does have those those genuine shortcomings as a game.
1: Okay, I'm I'm good with that. I yeah. mean, in fact, uh, To the Moon is 45 on my list as well, Absolutely. which doesn't really mean doesn't <laughs> yeah, really mean doesn't... a whole lot because all the games around it are completely different, right? But
0: but it is funny that the numbers are the same kind of li- lined up. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would be far off from this spot on my own personal ra- Like if I just had to re-rank my stuff, which I haven't done, but like, yeah, I, I have no issue with this. I think journey to Silius had more sort of interesting things to talk. I mean, I don't know to the moon had pretty interesting things to talk about, but some of it was almost like in spite of the game than it was uh, because of the game or whatever. So yeah, I'm-, I'm happy with this. I think, especially for, for my stance on like the inside episode, I actually think we ended up, lower than I like with inside because Mm -hmm. the recent playthrough wasn't as good. But I also think some of that is because inside fails on a replay. I don't think inside is a good game to replay. Like, I don't think it stands up to that kind of scrutiny. I don't think it's meant to stand up to that kind of scrutiny. I think it's a great hit at once and uh, the twist got you and you sort of had your moment with it. And I, I don't want to discredit my initial feelings about inside, which were, much, much higher in 2016 than they were in 2022 or whenever we played it.
1: Well, you know, Matt, whenever we get 100 games on the list, we are going to do a series of, of replaying <laughs> uh-huh. the top 100. Uh, so maybe we see if Inside is good on the third try. No, I definitely not. I have no interest in doing that. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the way we'll divvy it up is we'll just give each other Five. Our, our picks, yeah, you know? Um, right. And then, yeah, that'll be 10 weeks of talking about games we've already talked about. However, hopefully, they'll all be games that are worth talking about right. again for some reason or right. other. Game Games um, and that not just us re- repeating. Yeah. Um, also, it'll be cool to have ten weeks where um, the homework is stuff I've already done and can redo very easily right. and is fresh on my mind and stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, that'll that'll be exciting. Although that won't be for um twenty. Let's see,
0: seven, eight more episodes. We got to do season eight weeks. Two, yeah, yeah. it'll be yeah. next year, or it'll be end of this year, or whatever. Uh, but that'll be. That'll be fun. There's stuff on here though where I'm just like, I need to replay that because I don't think I got enough out of the first time. And then there's stuff like Disco Elysium where it's just like, I just want an excuse to replay that game and yeah. talk about it some more. So we'll just do that yeah. one for sure.
1: Yeah, and who knows? Maybe it won't be ten. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll only find like you know three or four that actually really really warrant the yeah. replay. Right. Um. But yeah, we'll 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 see. It'll be uh it'll be a fun arc of the show to explore. Um. However, that's not where we're at at all. Yeah. Um. Right now. We have just finished our second off-topic for Season 1. Yep. We have three more games that are a part of Season 1 proper. Yes. uh, 2001 A Game Odyssey. Um, And we we will be covering those. And then Season 2 will start up right away, which, of course, if you don't know, Season 2, the voting is closed. It has been decided what Season 2 is. It is... 90s pc games Woof. um which we gave you all four different prompts three of them were nice and specific <laughs> not too open-ended not too overwhelming and you all went for the one yeah that was the most overwhelming difficult one to cover in 15 games it's i don't, almost like know, we shouldn't
0: have put it on there as an option exactly honestly i only have ourselves to blame because of course, when we do a thing that's as broad as 90s PC games, yeah, that means about a lot of 4 people. million things to everybody involved. Like, there's but people don't that where <laughs> were it's like, stupid. That's I know, the whole it's, thing. We're exactly. stupid. It's that's so why stupid. people
1: listen to the show is they're like, listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I like them. I need two really need stupid idiots. guys yeah. to do it. I think that's we fixed
0: that problem for season three, which we'll, I don't think we're revealing at this point. But I think Hunter and I know what season three is gonna look a little bit more like so yeah definitely well we
1: have some time i think before season three so we'll we'll maybe play that one a little closer to the chest but (laughs) um but yeah i'm sure i'm sure you'll be excited um another thing that this is just kind of business i just want to note um for season two we're gonna do the off-topic draws a little bit differently yeah we're actually gonna because we did you know during this season we definitely complained and and dead bob actually saved us and specifically put in a game that was shorter and easier to experience Uh, And we thank you, and we're very lucky that the wheel landed on you, (laughs) as opposed to some of these other games. Uh, In order to fix this problem, we have to change a little bit of how we're doing it, which is we are going to draw both of the off-topic games for Season 2 on the Season 2 premiere episode. Okay, so, you know, if you want to get a game on the every wheel, now is the time and then we'll draw and then technically there won't really be a reason to put one on the every wheel until the end of season two beginning of season three unless we change the format and decide we don't even like drawing both of them maybe <sighs> we'll just be like no every wheel anymore it sucks we just can't do it <laughs> um who knows who knows what we'll do we'll do who whatever knows? we like thank yeah. you um but we'll we'll draw two that way those games you know regardless of their length isn't going to impact us too much because we can just yeah
0: you know what Swap we do is we
1: we schedule based on game length, right? That's how we try and do it
0: here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, so look forward to the last three games of 2001 A game odyssey black and white final fantasy 10 and eco. And then just so people, I guess are aware the way it'll play out is we will have a season finale episode the week after eco. And that will be, let's, let's wrap up this conversation of 2001 A game odyssey. Let's give that yeah. it's, it's, you know, we'll have to do the final ranking of the 2001 games. We'll probably just sort of reminisce a lot. And then the next week Will be an episode that is just the season premiere uh, and the draft for season two. So last time we sort of did the re-ranking and the draft all in one super. It was like a three yeah. and a half hour long episode. We're splitting yeah. that up for for this coming year. So don't don't expect yeah. the the deluge of way too much stuff. It also gives us an opportunity to buy ourselves like an extra week to like get the games played. Uh, so yeah, look look forward to a season finale and a season premiere. Hopefully being sort of the the new structure of how this show works with these seasons.
1: Yeah. Um, and so what you can expect in the season finale is that we're going to, we're going to finally land on what we actually think about (laughs) 2001, the year. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on us reading some EGMs, uh, as homework for that episode. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, it'll mostly just be us hanging out. Maybe we'll grab a guess. Um yeah. and then season two premiere probably with EJ I would imagine to help us uh you know just to help us work help it us out draft. you know we'll, sure. we'll need EJ we have to we EJ's have to. help on the draft you know. <laughs>
0: chaos energy of ej making sure we can't bicker for too long i think is, yes is, is sort well, of the well thing. definitely
1: the thing is you need three for a draft though yes. right because right. then if we differ then we need a tiebreaker right. and so it has to be three it can't be four <laughs> uh it could be five uh but it's definitely gonna be three so there you go <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited to get uh this season finished up yeah i think that matt overall i'm gonna grade our progress at this point okay. overall the whole concept of a season I feel like it was really cool at first when we were only doing on-topic stuff, and it felt like it was becoming cumulative, and then I feel like at a certain point, it kind of lost its way as far as like what the overall point of doing it like this is, and I think we're just going to get better and better at it. I think 2001 was always just a placeholder idea. Something to just kind of cut our
0: teeth on. I, uh, I, I wonder, to me, it has felt long. Has it felt long to you? Like, the, here's the issue is like looking at 90s PC games, 15 games is not anywhere close to enough. But yeah. looking at 2001, I mean, obviously, 15 games also wasn't enough necessarily, but it has the, It, it has, was <laughs> a, half, a half of a year has felt like a long time. I mean, it's, it's felt like a very, very long time. Maybe it's because those off topics really feel like it splits things up to a, a, a stark degree. Yeah, and we um the way we spaced the
1: off topics out was we did them all as a big chunk, chunk in the middle. Like like we did like four in a row right. basically. Um which I think maybe was where we messed up right. a little bit. I think they should be more sprinkled in like yeah. maybe, you know, three regular episodes, one. I actually we'll have to figure out what the optimal cuz it's sure. 15 and 10. Right. So, there should be an optimal way to
0: sprinkle them through. Right. Um, almost yeah. every other. So, okay. Well, boy, l- a lot of business there at the end of that e- episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Love y'all. Hope that you don't regret everything that's ever happened in your life and don't need your memory wiped to fix the errors of all of your mental shortcomings. Love you. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot that we had that really
1: weird conversation. <laughs> I wonder if you leave that in. I. I <laughs> you cut it i don't know i i mean i don't know if you left that in um maybe you did maybe you didn't up to you boy it's weirder it's really it's
0: a lot weirder if i cut it out but left this part in you know and just referencing some really deep messed up conversation we had
1: here's the whole thing Matt. i'm trying to force you to leave it in right now